Hello, welcome back to the Life Runners podcast. I'm sure that you are either sick of Watches and Wonders uh, coverage or you are still um, kind of hearing about some of the new releases from Watches and Wonders this year. I'm going to give you sort of my favorite Watches and Wonders releases from, from the 2023 show. Um, if you want to see some of the predictions that we made, you can head over to the Life on the Wrist YouTube channel um, where, we, where we actually went through some of the, very, the most common predictions for the releases of this year. Some of them were pretty spot on. Um, you know, a couple of them were um, related to Rolex. Uh, namely, if you, th- if you think about it, they had a ton, there was a, you know, a big celebration and anniversary of the Rolex Daytona. And obviously Rolex released sort of a redesigned Daytona, uh, redesigned maybe in scare quotes, because the... Um, the redesign is very, very close to what it what it was previously, but um, I did cover some of the most common um, the most common uh, predictions for this year. One of the ones that I was a little bit disappointed of that I didn't that didn't end up seeing was the um, Vacheron Constantin reference two 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 reedition. They did not decide to come out with that in steel or a two tone steel and gold version of that. Um, if you don't know, about a year ago, they released a, a fully gold um, re-edition of the famous reference 222. Um, but Vacheron Constant decided to not release the steel one. Maybe they're waiting another year or so before they end up doing that. We'll have to see what happens. But they did have a pretty some pretty cool releases, and I'll discuss one of them that I thought was really interesting. By far, one of my favorite releases for this year is um, from Alanga and Zuna, um, the, 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 the brand decided to release, um, the Alanga and Zuna Odysseus chronograph. This is a self-winding steel chronograph, um, that really speaks to just about everything that Alanga and Zuna would release. Um, the brand is, uh, is, is known for exceptionally high quality pieces. And for me, I think this watch really stood head and shoulders above many of the other releases at, at Watches and Wanderers, or at least for the names that, that many people are going to end up knowing. So if you don't know, the Odysseus is the Alanga and Zuna's Zuna watch that sort of tries to compete against the steel sports watches of many other brands. Obviously, it looks very, very much like Alanga and Zuna with... Um, a lot of the design aesthetics on the dials and the high quality finishing on the movement. But um, up until this point, we haven't had an Odysseus chronograph, but they have released a chronograph now, which is um, a a big feat in in the sort of stainless steel Alang and Zona lineup of watches. Um, And it it, it really shows the the incredible... um, abilities of, of Alang and Zuna. So this watch is a is a 42.5 millimeter, 14 millimeter thick um, stainless steel watch with um, a 60 second, 60 minute chronograph uh, center hand um, with central minutes and seconds. It obviously has the hours, minutes, and small seconds on the dial. It also has the day and the date, and those are located at um, 9 and 3 o'clock. Um, the, uh, the reason why I find this watch so, so incredible is that the um, if you look at the watch, um, the red seconds hand is your chronograph seconds hand, um, 
but instead of there being a minute register like you'd find on any other chronograph that you find, the minute counter is actually in the center of the of the dial. So you have a minute, you basically have two hands that operate um, when you run the chronograph. You have a red hand, which is counting the seconds, and then you have this really beautiful white hand with a diamond at the end, which is counting your minutes. This is a really cool interpretation of a 60-minute counter for a chronograph, and I think demonstrates the abilities of Alain Gonzuna to the highest degree. Um, just so you know, there'll be links in the show notes if you want to see the see some pictures of this watch, so be sure to check that out. Um, I also think what is really incredible about this watch, obviously if you flip it over, you've got this incredibly finished movement with a self-winding rotor, but one of the things I really love about this watch is the pushers. The pushers are integrated so well on the side of the case that you hardly even can tell that they are, um, that they are on the watch. Um, it's almost like when you see a hinged case back of a pocket watch, it's almost like that little corner uh, on at uh, two and and um, and four o'clock, where you've got these the the chronograph pushers. So a really well designed watch, and I, I really really think this is one of the best watches that they've that was released at Watch Some Wonders for sure. I move on to one of my favorite brands, Vacheron Constant. They released the traditional Tourbillon Retrograde Date Open Face. Um, a lot of complications, but um, similar design code to something that they've released where they have this really nice date complication that runs from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And what you've got um, here is an open work or an open face um, dial with a uh, pink gold case. It's 41 millimeters in diameter. Slate gray and NAC surface treatment and hand guilloshay on the lower part of the dial. They've got a beautiful um, um, turbulent at six o'clock with the um, with a, a really incredible um, a cage that's very rem- obviously displays the Vachon Costa lo- um, uh, um, emblem. Um, and, uh, just a really beautifully, um, beautifully simple dial, um, that is, um, has, uh, the Geneva seal, uh, to sort of stand by it. Again, I encourage you to take a look at the links in the show notes to see some images of this picture, images of this watch it really is beautiful. One of the things that's quite interesting about this piece is that it has quite long lugs. So I would imagine this 41 millimeter case actually feels quite large on the wrist. Moving on to Cartier, there was a really cool Cartier Privé Normal uh, that was released this year. This is obviously an inspiration from their previous model that that was released um, during the brand's history. Um, there is a really cool picture if you follow John Goldberger on Instagram. Um, there's a really cool picture that he has taken where he has his original um, Privé, and this one next to it, it really um, is amazing to see both um, so close to one another. I think they've done a really um, a really nice job of uh, creating this piece. Um, and uh, you've got um, this. This watch comes in gold uh, and on a gold brace uh, and on a bracelet. Um, and then you have a platinum version of this watch as well. One of the things that's pretty key about this watch is the um, 
design of the bracelet, which is apparently very, very high quality, thick and very well constructed and um, really suits the Privé collection down to the to the originality of the the first uh, the first Privé that actually was released. Um, I think um, I think the fact that this is a limited edition piece of a hundred each is is a good good move from them, um, and I think goes along with a lot of the craze that um, Cartier has gotten over the last couple of years. I'd say two or three years. Um, I'm sure there will be people who will buy this and really really enjoy it. Um, so, again, take a look at some pictures uh, of that watch as well. MBNF released uh, a small release. Uh, they obviously have not released a new model, but they took their um, legacy, machine, legacy machine perpetual and gave it what every watch collector loves, and that's a salmon dial. This is obviously something that's super, super um, sought after by collectors. Um, the LM Perpetual is one of the um, best constructed and most innovative perpetual calendars that's been released in the last 10 years, in my opinion. And um, obviously, the salmon dial is a nice, um, a nice play on on this watch. Another thing that you should also keep in mind is, I believe, and I want to just confirm that before I say this. Yes, is that this watch is in steel now? MBNF does not release watches in steel. Typically, they use precious metals, um, and so to get a steel uh, like um, MBNF is very, very different. Um, so a pretty good combination for any watch lover that loves steel and salmon dials. I want to quick, just briefly talk about the Rolex day dates that were released, uh, specifically the one with the puzzles on, on the dial. Um, they released this day date, um, with a blue dial and, um, stones on the, as hour markers, precious stones on the, as hour markers, but they also have decided to change the way that the day and the date are displayed. So where you would typically get the date, they have um, replaced that disc to say happy, eternal, gratitude, peace, faith, love, and hope. And then the date wheel at three o'clock, which is obviously typical of these watches, has 31 emojis that are used, including a kissy face, four leaf clover, an eight ball, a heart, a peace sign, and the Rolex cornet which is pretty interesting. Um, I'll admit this is kind of cool to see that Rolex is trying to have some fun with their watches. I'm not really sure who's going to buy these watches, but it will be interesting to see um, these watches on people's wrists. Um, it is something a little bit different. Um, and um, if no one ends up buying them, this will probably be a future, a very, a very collectible future Rolex um, to come. Tag Heuer was celebrating the anniversary of the Carrera and they have released the 60th anniversary celebration with a steel blue and reverse panda black version of their famous Carrera. This model is being nicknamed the glass box because it has this really beautiful domed um, crystal that kind of pays homage to a lot of the Hesalite crystals that were used on the Carrera back in the day. These watches come in two models. The blue model has a um, has a um, two uh, three register dial with a date complication at six o'clock, and 
um, that's sort of integrated into the seconds. Dial is also very, very simple, but a little bit more on the modern side of things. It has this domed, um, the dial is sort of domed in, has some height to it on the, on the, um, the three registers that are used. Um, 39 millimeters, which is a very wearable size for collectors. You then can take a look at the Carrera, that's a reverse panda, which is obviously a black dial with white sub-registers. This time the date is actually at 12 o'clock. Not really sure if I like the date at 12 o'clock, just for my aesthetic. Uh, I think I prefer, I prefer it at 6. But I do like, I think, the way that, obviously, the way that the, the reverse panda is designed. I'm a little bit more of a vintage enthusiast, so that is probably uh, why. Um... The watch is running on the Hoyer 02, uh, or a version of the Hoyer 02, which they've called the TH20-00 with a um, bi-directional winding um, rotor. 80 hours of power reserve. It's a pretty nice way to celebrate the, um, brand's, um, the brand's anniversary. I do find it quite interesting that obviously some of the design aesthetics that they've used in these watches are going to be um, pivotal to actually celebrating this anniversary but I also think that the um, the fact that they decided to sort of pay homage to the to the previous versions of these watches by through the crystal is a very interesting move from from their perspective and um, at six thousand five hundred US dollars this is a pretty good price for a pretty amazing watch Last but not least, I want to discuss the Patek Philippe Calatrava 24-hour travel time 5224R. Now, I th I'm not going to go too, too in detail about this watch, but what, you're, what I'm kind of describing to you is a 42mm rose gold watch with a blue dial, hand-applied rose gold Arabic numerals, um, And a 24-hour time display with a two time zone, um, two hours, so you have two time zones, sub-seconds at 6 o'clock, um, watch. Now, 24-hour displays is not something that you see com very commonly on watches. Even more so, the way that they've laid out the 24 hours actually has the 24-hour at the bottom of the at where six o'clock typically is on watch and 12 o'clock at the at uh, where 12 o'clock normally is which is an interesting move sometimes you would expect actually for 24 hours to be at the top of the dial but this actually goes with the idea that tip you're used to seeing 12 o'clock at the top of the dial instead of um, at the bottom for a 24-hour um, display um the dial is actually quite unique. I don't think I've really seen Patek Philippe create something that looks very, very similar to this, um, especially with the um, size of the, the numbers on the dial, um, the hour indicators on the on the dial. It definitely is um, quite an interesting look and not something that you've kind of seen. It reminds some of sort of oversized aviation watches. Um, And um, it looks really nice. When you flip the watch over, you've got the caliber 31260, um, which is obviously a dual time zone, 24-hour display watch. 
48 hours of power reserve automatic movement with a automatic micro rotor which has kind of become a staple um the micro rotor is actually made out of platinum beating at 28 28,800 uh, beats per hour um to me this movement actually reminds me very very much of um vintage patek fleet pocket watches and so it's quite nice to see um the finishing and sort of the design of this this movement um it, it's uh, definitely a winner from Patek Philippe's uh, sort of releases this year. And I'm actually hopeful that maybe people will start using 24-hour displays a little bit more in their watches because I do think they look very, very nice. As I mentioned, there will be links in the show notes to every single one of the watches that I've discussed on this podcast, so be sure to head over to the show notes if you want to check that out. Um, let me know what your favorite le- release for this year was. You can hit us up on Instagram or on our website. Love to chat with you about watches, so let us know. If you are new to Life from the Wrist, be sure to follow this podcast. Um, we're growing this community really, really nicely, and it's so much fun talking about watches with you all. If you are feeling generous and wouldn't mind leaving a review on this podcast, it really does help me out. Check out lifefromthewrist.com if you want some more watch content. You can check out our YouTube channel as well. And uh, obviously, follow us, on, follow us on all of our social media accounts. We are Life on the Wrist. Life on the Wrist. You'll find uh, the channel on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, we're there. So... Be sure to head over to the socials if you want daily content from us. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.